Hey, Seattle hockey fans, it is a Firebird Friday, which means we are going to get caught up on the Coachella Valley Firebirds, our AHL team. They've got players, they've got a, a coach, and we're going to have Jessica Campbell on today's show. I mentioned uh, in passing on the last two shows that there were a few um, technical um, difficulties, but... Um, limitations shall we say so i'm going to get into that a little bit we'll talk about the signings and then we'll take you over to jessica campbell coming to us from development camp at kraken community iceplex that's what's coming up on this episode of locked on kraken you are locked on kraken your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Happy Friday, hockey fans. Erica El Ayala, your host of Locked On Kraken. I am excited to bring to you my conversation with Jessica Campbell. Let me just explain this. We're going to get into it in the last two segments. But um, Jessica Campbell was at Kraken Community Iceplex, and she told me this fantastic story. And you'll hear it in the interview. But um, she didn't want to go on video because um, she she just wasn't really sure it was um, a, a particular area in the in the complex that she was in. And so I want to tee that up because she told me about this area and maybe it's just something that I missed, but I have never before in all of my time heard any women's uh, hockey player or more specifically a woman in hockey describe what Jessica describes. And um, she talked about the sense of belonging when she went to the Kraken community iceplex and there was a dedicated locker room for women coaches. And I want to just differentiate women have coached in men's leagues. Women have played in boys and men, or girls and women have played in boys and men's leagues, but the overwhelming response when I get, because for those who don't know, I come from the women's hockey side of things. But I almost always hear that, oh, I get a small little referee's locker room or I have to change in a bathroom stall and then meet my team. And I, I asked for clarification and you'll hear that in the interview. But there is a dedicated locker room and I'm going to follow up with the team here. But there's a dedicated locker room to my knowledge and from what I got from Jessica Campbell that was built in to the Kraken community iceplex where they had the foresight to create a locker room for women coaches. And I think that's pretty cool. So you're going to hear from Jessica Campbell. That's what's coming up. But first, let me talk to you about um, we have some signings for the Coachella Valley for the Firebirds. Now, again, this is our AHL team. So what that means is that some of the players that are at development camp are going to end up um, playing for 
the Firebirds. You have some players that have been signed, and we talked about that in the last two episodes. They are on two-way contracts. Alexander True, for example, is one of them, played a lot of time with um, the Checkers. So you're going to have some of these guys that are at development camp that are going to play for the Firebirds. But then you also have players that are being signed directly to the Firebirds. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. So first we have up um, and I'm going to pull it up for you now. It's not working. I don't know why. (laughs) All right. Let me do it this way. Uh, Samuel Busick. So this is the first player signing that was announced as uh, part of the AHL Firebirds team. There we go. In particular, So Samuel Busek, 23, he's the first player to be signed to the organization, uh, a top scorer in Slovakia's pro league. He comes in at 6'3", 205 pounds, a winger who scored 61 points, um, and that's 41 goals from that 61 points. He added uh, another 13 goals and 11 assists in playoffs. So that 64 points is in the regular season for HK Nitra. And he was named the league's MVP during the playoffs. He's a Slovak native and has played for his country in 2018 World Juniors. And he has uh, played also in some, you know, junior leagues as well. So that's what we have there, forward Samuel Busek. And then we also have Ian McKinnon. Now, Ian McKinnon comes in at 6'2", 196, also a winger, has spent time in the AHL with the Bruins, the Providence Bruins, has also played in the ECHL for the Maine Mariners and the Jacksonville Icemen. And um, he helped Jacksonville to their playoff berth in the 21-22 season. He had two uh, a point in uh, two of four playoff games Uh, He's 24 years old and not much of a scorer, but, um, you know, he can get it done, has some experience, which you always love to see. So those are the first two player signings to our very own Coachella Valley Firebirds. So as I said, coming up next, we're going to talk to Jessica Campbell. For those who may have missed it, and I talked about it before, but she was announced as the assistant coach. She will make history in the AHL as the first woman bench boss in the AHL with our very own Coachella Valley Firebirds. I was so thankful for the Coachella Valley Firebirds for setting something up with Jessica. She was traveling. I was traveling. So we made it work. And as I mentioned, forgive um, that there's no video. We love to do video, but uh, that's that's how the cookie crumbles on this one. And also you'll hear sometimes the audio go in and out. So apologies for that. But I think you can still take away um, how exciting this is. And I even throw a little bit of a curveball to Jessica and asking her what drills uh, she would jump into and, uh, you know, show show the uh, Kraken and uh, the future Firebirds a thing or two. So I had fun with that. So you'll hear from Jessica. This was day two of development camp, day one on the ice. And again, if you follow Emerald City Hockey, you know that Dan Balsma and Jessica Campbell were there from the beginning of camp, but not on the ice from the beginning of camp. 
So that's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Right now, I want to tell you about Bet Online. And if you missed it on yesterday's show, we bumped up a spot on the Bet Online future odds. We are no longer uh, the, the 31st in line to uh, win the next Stanley Cup. We are now 30th. I'll take it. I'll take it. Anyway, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs, including, as I just mentioned, your NHL future bets. Uh, it's your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, esports, etc. It's the best spot for scores, podcasts, and news all throughout the season. Fastest and easiest way for you to check on everything that you need, your favorite sports, your favorite events, is to head over to Bet Online. So you can go to the website by using your laptop, your desktop, your mobile device, whatever you got, tablet, do it up. Check out Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Seattle Kraken fans and Coachella Valley Firebird fans, it is now time for my interview with Jessica Campbell. Again, we're going to break this up in the next two segments. I want to thank you, as always, for listening to Locked on Kraken. If you, for some reason, fast-forwarded through the Firebird signings, we have two signings official directly to the Firebirds. I mentioned, of course, that the Seattle Kraken are in development camp. We're going to see some of those guys play with the Firebirds. We'll see how that all shakes out. And um, now we're going to head over to this interview. Again, This is uh, there's no video, so you're going to see, for those watching on YouTube, you're going to see a still photo um, and a, a, a static, a static, I guess, um, or, you know, th- there's no video. And um, for those watching on video and audio, you might hear a cutout or two. But again, Jessica coming to us live from the woman head coaches locker room at Kraken Community Iceplex. Iceplex, excuse me. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed talking with Jessica Campbell. All right, Seattle hockey fans, we have a special episode on our Firebird Friday episode uh, of Locked on Kraken. We are joined by Jessica Campbell, who of course will be our assistant coach, a bench boss, once we once we have our AHL team in the Coachella Valley. Jessica Campbell, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We are so excited to bring you into the fold here. And every time that I have a guest, Jessica, the fans know this, but I like to start with a one pretty straightforward question, and that is, when did you fall in love with hockey? Oh, my goodness. I think I fell in love with hockey by the time I was walking. I don't know if I had a choice to skate or walk. <laughs> I was a young, a young girl chasing after my brothers and my sisters, the youngest kid of, in our family. And so I, I was I was basically walking and, and skating at the same time. I actually fell in love with the game and, and naturally fell in love with being on my skates. Wow. That is a, a tale that you hear a lot in, in all sports, but hockey in particular, kind of making your way around, um, you know, following your siblings and whatnot. Um, so a follow-up to that is, when did you think you could actually be pretty good at hockey? 
Yeah. There was, you know, 20 years ago, there wasn't opportunities for young people where I was from. I was from a small town. And so I grew up being one of the boys, which is kind of coincidental. I am now um, in this role. And, and I always, always had this, you know, naive belief could really chase any dream that I wanted to, to, to chase after. And so boys hockey, my journey, you know, my journey was, was primarily on the boys transitioned over to women's hockey and, and moved away from home. So I, I was able to go steps early on in my career, being surrounded by, by competitive atmosphere, challenging my, and that I think elevated, elevated the opportunities in front of me because there was a constant chance to really push my pace, push my tempo. And, and that I think led to the opportunities that I was able to accomplish. Yeah, for sure. And some of those opportunities, of course, uh, led you to playing at Cornell, led you to playing with the national team, and now into your coaching career, which which leads you to us. And we are so excited to have you as a part of the fold. I know that we had an introductory press conference and our fans would have heard a little bit of, of that, but um, I wanted to go back actually to something that you said um, and the great Darren Brown, who is from the sound of hockey actually asked you a little bit about some of your mentors and a question that popped into my mind was not just who are some of your mentors. And you mentioned, of course, the Cornell roots that you had, but you also told a story about an opportunity to coach in women's hockey at the NCAA level and being encouraged actually to not take that opportunity. And I'd love for you to just elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah. So I guess for context, I, I, I had an opportunity um, to at, at a, my alma mater, which, you know, for me is a special place and, and obviously a coach coach that I look up to and I try to model after every day and, and, and just as a person as, as a, a hockey what was unique to the scenario was my coach's former coach now mentor has been his journey and encouraged me really to go after it all and 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 he's been a con someone you know like Doug Dara that I have so much respect for and he he in encouraging me to continue in the men's game and to pursue any opportunity at the highest level the men's game you know I I've definitely specialized in this area the last few years he said you can do this and I I believe that that you're fully capable and and, and he and, and always challenged me to, to to not see those barriers either so it was encouraged uniquely only a few weeks later this opportunity presented itself so I'm obviously really grateful that tip of advice and in that moment really told me to stay focused on my goals and to keep down wow I really love that and I appreciate you sharing it because I as a, as a fellow woman in sports um, you know I think uh, especially coming over I came over obviously on the media side I mean I was an athlete not a hockey player but you know I think there's a lot of work that we put in on the women's side. And as you said, uh, holds a special place in our heart if it's an alma mater, if it's a, uh, an up-and-coming league or, or whatnot. And you put in a lot of work somewhere and you want to see it do well. But then when do you 
go after what your ultimate goal is. And, and at least right now, the mechanisms in, in on the women's side are limited. So there's only going to be a handful of people that have opportunity. Um, and so I just really wanted to, to hear a little bit more about that story because um, I think that women in sports, we sometimes need that encouragement, right? Of, of, okay, like this is an opportunity. Opportunities are always good. And what is your ultimate goal and which uh, path is going to lead you there? Mm-hmm. You know what's unique to that story as well, and I think special for me is my coach has heard me, but, but at the same time, I'm, he's emulating every, every day as in my male coaches in the female game, and, and he's very, very much so respected, and he could be coaching on probably the men's professional league side as well, and and I just think that coach is a coach, and I, I see myself every day as a coach I expect my players to respect me as a coach there's maybe different perceptions at first of you know male coaching female matter though at the end of the day players want to be coached they want to be the best that they can be and whoever's the best can help them succeed to put the team in the best position to succeed is ultimately what players want I, I know that I can't say one was better than the other and and it's about the relationship relationship it's about the knowledge and the here and that's obviously a testament to what the Kraken have been able to identify and I'm just great great my mentor and my my support system encouraged me to you know work put your time in keep learning keep being a student of the game those opportunities are going to come and and I wasn't the journey of being a female coach and at the pro level I was focused on doing my work and letting impact impact on the players that I got the opportunities to work, work with to speak for themselves and and this has been the last few years and it's exciting for me to be able to kind of now experience and feel what that, that hard work has, has paid off into and, and to be here now with the Kraken and Coachella. Uh, yes indeed indeed and I, I love that you talked about of course your journey to the Kraken and coming up I want to talk uh, for our listeners a little bit about um, what you're experiencing right now. I mean, as we speak, you, uh, you know, I have tucked away into a corner because of course we have uh, the, the development camp that's happening. And um, I'd love to get your, your thoughts on that. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about it. You get this position, you talk us through that um, just a few weeks after you had had um, an opportunity presents itself. And then of course you, you talked through uh, why you wanted to stay focused. Uh, then the, the Rangers opportunity came up and you told us that, um, you know, after that, then this opportunity came up. So it seemed like, you know, once you really dedicated yourself, uh, that things really started to open up, but that has led you now to your, you are in the Pacific Northwest, you're at development camp. Um, and let's just start with you. What has been your experience in the last couple of days from the draft to now uh, the cracking community iceplex? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's fun. It's been, for me, it's, just been if I can coin one word exhilarating I think it as anyone can can relate to when you work really hard at some amount of time but those hours and the sacrifice and the time and the doubting and the how and the all of those questions and and the work that goes into really trusting love to do you just just kind of hope sometimes 
that they'll naturally connect the dots in the universe working towards. And I always had this belief and and be coaching at the highest level of hockey. I didn't know, you know, what side of the game that looked on, but I just had this aspiration when I went at the professional level and to be here now after a few years dating and skills development side coaching NHL players, American Hockey League players, for me, this was to walk into. I felt like the work and the, the challenges I had overcome years ago. Here, I just felt so much pride and joy, like overtaken by joy because it felt like similar to what the players feel. You know, it's it's no different. Like we we have very similar aspirations for the highest level. And when I stepped into the crack facility you know just the facility in itself but more than anything the staff the the leaders the people that are doing all the the hard not unnoticed work behind the scenes but it's the money has been so unbelievable because everybody's been so open-minded we're excited about this you were you were part of this and and we're going down this path together thing no differently than and any other coach and professional. And, and that's what it's all about. And, and it's funny because, you know, we had our first game today. And when I obviously walked in the locker room, saw my track suit, it was a different, why it was a different experience was not the fact of seeing, you know, myself putting on an NHL. The reality was, is I was locking into my own coaching room. Okay. We're going to get into our second half. If you're just joining us here again, Jessica Campbell is someone who has played for the Canadian national team. She has played in what was uh, the now defunct Canadian Women's Hockey League um, for the Calgary Flames. She has been a skating coach for a lot of NHL players and men's hockey players throughout the years. And coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to get into a little bit more of Jessica's journey um i loved talking to her as you heard about taking this leap of faith and as someone who has roots went to cornell played professional women's hockey she could have stayed at uh in professional women's hockey and got some guidance to really go after what her dream was and i love that she had a vision Obviously, as someone who's been on the women's hockey side and remains there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with cutting your teeth there and remaining there. And you heard Jessica talk about that as well. But what I loved and what I took away is that she had a vision and she had a mission for herself. And although there were opportunities, including ones that pull at the heartstrings, going back to your alma mater, she stayed the course. And as soon as she committed to her vision well i'll let her tell it a female coaching room and, and that's what is standing for you know i got dressed as a player and as a coach and way in corners of the rank the only space you know i've i've had to just like any other hockey player that's around my age that or you know in any situation has been able to kind of relate just been so so overtaken by the fact that Seattle is really what what it's all about. You see it in the fans, the way the media is 
supported, but more so the players. Like the players have embraced their open-minded, their communication. It's been seamless. So when I stepped on the ice today, I was in my sweet space, and I'm very, very excited about the opportunity to be able to make an impact here and to that organization as any other coach would would also expect. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I just want to make sure that I was understanding you correctly because I know that, you know, we were talking offline a little of where you were and whatnot. But it sounds to me like you're saying that there was, even before essentially you existed as a part of the staff, there was already a space. Is that what you're saying? There was already a space for women coaches? Yeah, there was a design. Yeah, there was a design when they built this facility they they saw where the game was going diversity right? right like inclusion and diversity is part of what they represent and and it's not even I'm happy to I'm, I see myself as one of the boys and I get you know I'm part of the conversation Just right now the uniqueness to this scenario I think is is there's fewer of us in the game there's female professionals involved in the NHL they're doing remarkable jobs in media, in management positions, you name it. Like, they're unbelievable. They're people I look up to. And for me to be really now in the coaching space, obviously there's still core differences of respecting boundaries. And so a test built out this facility. They built a female coaching locker room as part of the coaching space. And, you know, equal equal space and respected space. But it's something we've experienced before. And I think... I think I speak for a lot of females in the game that could probably relate of what it feels like walking into a, a dark room that, that you don't even can put your skates on because it's not meant for you to be in there. And for me to feel like I'm meant to be in here and to see the support staff is something that, I mean, I could get a little choked up just thinking about because it's been a, it's been a fun. Wow. Yeah. And that's why I really wanted to spend time just to make sure that I understood one, just because, or maybe more so because I've never heard of that before. <laughs> um, again, didn't play hockey, but I know enough and I've interviewed enough women hockey players um, or women in hockey to, to honestly say, I've, I've never heard of that before. And it's one of the things that makes me honored to cover this team in particular. I know it's new and it, it has the, um, uh, privilege, shall we say, of learning from other clubs. But even things like that mm-hmm. are just really fantastic to hear as a woman who is in the hockey space. Absolutely. Yeah. And wow. you know what? I think about this journey and it's when I saw Cami Granato, you know, a couple years back, I was living out in Western Canada at the time. And that moment, I'll never forget that Cami's name pop up joining the crack. And I I had this nudge of, of hope and I look up to Cami and everything she accomplished as a player, but what she brings to the table, her experience, like I haven't had the fortunate opportunity to meet Cami, but I'm sure our paths will cross. And this is what, where I ended up only a couple of years ago thinking in that moment, you know what, go after it, see it now, believe it, you know, keep down this path and keep working and, and to see it special for me 
Wow. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, all right. So we, we've talked about your experience. You get to christen this uh, women's coaches locker room. I love that. Um, okay. So, and you said that there was a skate today. So let's, let's talk about what we're seeing on the ice. Um, what was it like to, to be out there and uh, what are you seeing from our, our young guys fresh off of, might we add the 2022 entry draft? Yeah, it's, un- it's unbelievable. There's, there's so much talent here, obviously. The draft there's landed in the Kraken's lap, and we're obviously very excited as a staff to be able to shape and to inspire and to cultivate the Kraken way and the way that they want that the club wants to play. And that's what the development camp is all about: is is planting, understanding the details and the really the standard of excellence that that they're inspiring in this journey and. As a coach in this opportunity, stepping on the ice today, like I try to approach every day, someone better, make multiple people better, because that's our job is to give, to support, to serve. For me, the best part of coaching and to step on the ice and see the speed and the skill. And these guys are hungry. They're they're ready to learn and and, and to grab them one on one. So myself, skills coach, and Dan Balsma, you know, we're ready these drills and we're teaching and we're that that these players understand that this is a learning environment this this is a development model and you've you've earned it and you belong in this in this path and so now just it's constantly that that mindset circling back and and building those relationships with players to nation and to make an impact so that they continue to elevate and rise and and understand to be here full time someday and to be in playing in the national hockey league mm, yeah i love that and you, you spoke about the kraken way and you know as you as you mentioned uh dan even yourself we've we've heard about the importance of character over the last Absolutely. um year plus now and um so so how would you um i guess how would you summarize the kraken way but particularly what that will look like as we get to see the Coachella Valley Firebirds hit the ice and they'll start in the Pacific Northwest and then make their way to the Valley. What, what can we expect from the Kraken way and, and how will that manifest? Do you think, or do you hope when it comes to the games? Yeah, I think character when it comes to team identities and you see this across the NHL, you, if you zero in on a team, every player, you see 10, tendencies you see overlap you see consistencies and I mean you see more of that obviously that are that are succeeding because as a as an as a result of it and so when I think crack and way I think about intentions I think about the grit I think about the the character that's behind the pride in playing the right way and that's obviously a testament to the staff and the leadership that's establishing that they want players and these these guys showing up every day and the, the, really the, the space that their teammates and as as a team collectively. So I think as a fan, when you're watching the game, watch how they finish their routes. Watch how they battle. I always sometimes get the best advice from a youth hockey coach back when I was a young kid, but now you know given to me as a coach is. You know, watch how they compete. Watch how they're laughing and smiling with their teammates. Like that moment, that's a Kraken player. And I think 
you see it, but it's, it's some feel it and experience it. And you're part of that journey. But even as a fan, like, like come and watch and come and see all about that's what makes the game so fun. But when you see the grit in their teeth, if you know, they care, you know, their work, you know, when you see the laughter and the smiles, you see the joy and the passion for the game at the end of to me, that's all it takes. And the Kraken way is, is something that I think moving forward as continues to grow and as these these prospects continue to develop, it's it's going to be something really special to Dave and the staff has has been able to establish thus far. Yeah, and um, I, I, there's so much that I love. I, I I really get a sense of, or I'm starting to get a sense, I should say, of. Um, you know, your philosophy, and, and you talked about it with with us media a little bit earlier, but um, just a few more here as we start to wrap up. Um, you have an opportunity that's very unique. We've already alluded to a lot of that. Um, but when there's a unique opportunity, there's also um, the opportunity to help mold it for whatever and whomever comes next. Um Mm-hmm. If, if you were to kind of put yourself in the mindset of five years or 10 years out from, from now, from today, what are, what is, what are some of your, your big hopes for what it means for not just the Kraken way and, and what the Firebirds will be, uh, but also for yourself and, and for other women who might want to um, follow in your footsteps and, and one time settle into that, that uh, female coach's locker room. Yeah. I'm not downplaying the opportunity at hand. I, I truly believe that this is, is incredible for the game. Questions as, you know, as a female and in this space, and maybe for me being solo in the American Hockey League level, you get those questions of, of, of what's it like being a female. You know, this is, it's, it's about breaking barriers and, and blah, 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 blah. Like all of those things are absolutely amazing. Person who's done any great feed in life like the unbelievable I think about it, the unbelievable he's unbelievable for me like being here and and when I look at the journey and I look at what's ahead my focus like rightfully so oh I think anyone like if it's work for you you don't change approaching every day to be the best coach that I can be and showing up prepared and ready and learn on my colleagues and learn on people like Dan has got all this experience in the game and coach so I can better my players. And ultimately, if I'm bettering my players, you know, the Coachella Valley and, and in fact, hopefully develop the goal to develop the crack and prospects and, and to work to, for what we can achieve. Even so, when I think about my job, every to be here, it's a privilege and and it's taken a lot of hard work and I'm grateful. Coach every being grateful and hungry and in doing that I think it needs to be I'm, I'm hopeful knowing that hopefully the door will be held for other women me that there's no more doors closed but you know opportunities being held for them here it's been proven it's been done and and that's really what my hope is is to be able to look back on that and to hopefully see See that come to be, but really, my my laser focus right now on just coaching, being the best coach, doing the work, and and the best job to set the team up for success, and see what happens. 
I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, forgive a, a, a wee bit of my ignorance here as far as how development camps or, you know, even practices go. But I know in other sports, sometimes you see the, the coaches hop up in the plays and in the drills. So if you had to pick a drill, Jessica, that, that the, the prospects are going to go through in development camp, like which one do you feel confident like you could own, you know, and really <laughs> teach them a thing or two? <laughs> yeah, like pick one or the other. I think there's so many different concepts and naturally I'm a skating skills and that's that's the area that I feel like I'm strongest in so like today camp and and, and any kind of drill that's involved individual skill to make impactful plays and and so I think about <laughs> a skills coach that inspired me he's unbelievable and he taught me a, a, a kind of a drill a smaller drill that involves a lot of skill for me that's probably something I would tap into is you lean on you know drills and concepts that others have and I'm sure that's something that I would do with players because I know it's skill based and it's fun intentional and getting better so that's probably patches add-on is the drill I would select (laughs) (laughs) all right fantastic I know some of my colleagues are out there and, and capturing some videos so I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking out for you on the ice there see if you hop in <laughs> absolutely well Jessica thank you so much for your time again congratulations and truly I, I I've enjoyed learning more about your journey and I, I look forward to what is to come and, and hopefully I'll, I'll have several years uh, to be able to cover your growth here with uh, the Kraken franchise Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, and thank you to everybody listening. That's been so does mean a lot. And I'm excited to see where this all takes us together. As, as, Indeed. Well, all right. That concludes your first, let's say your first Locked on Kraken uh, appearance. But as I mentioned, hopefully we'll have you on again. But Jessica Campbell, Coachella Valley, Firebirds, assistant coach, thank you again for your time. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. I want to thank Jessica Campbell so much for joining us on Locked on Kraken. As I said, hopefully it will be the first of many times we get to speak to Jessica. I really do love her philosophy. I thought she gave a great answer when I asked her in her introductory press conference about coaching in a time where we, the collective we, society and the collective we of sports are thinking more about the mental side of the game, not just about the mental edge that you need to compete, but also the mental health and wellness that uh, without, it makes it difficult to compete. And what I mean by that is sometimes we, a lot of times, because I mean, life is life, we go through things off of the ice or that are not directly related to our job in sports that impact our ability to compete. I mean, I think of Simone Biles as an example, someone who's tumbling on the ice and is not mentally feeling energized or stable um, and is on unsure footing. It's really tough to put your body in situations and push it to the extreme. And I think the same 
for hockey. So I really like Jessica's answer to that, uh, basically saying that it's something that she takes a lot of pride in and making sure that she's building up athletes. Sure, they come to her for skating advice or whatever the, the case is, but making it a point to focus on the goals outside of just hockey as well to build a solid foundation. So I'm really excited. I get the sense from speaking with her that she provides really thoughtful and insightful answers. I hope you saw that in this interview. But as always, thank you for making Locked on Cracking your first listen of the day. And uh, now you should head over to uh, Locked on NHL. So Gil Martin, he was the host with the most on day one of free agency, doing our little clipping station, as we like to say, staying up to date. But um, you want to make sure that you head over and listen to everything that, uh, you know, is going around uh, across the league. Now that the playoffs are over, of course, we're going to be focused more on the Seattle Kraken on this show. But you can head to our other shows after you finish up your daily dose of the Seattle Kraken to find out the goings on, if you will. Uh, around the league where did Johnny Goudreau end up who are some of the other free agents on the market I know I like to keep up just to see what's out there and how we can continue to make our team better that's our show folks I will be traveling so hopefully I am on my way safely to the east coast by the time you are listening to this or watching this I thank you as always for being a part of this journey. We are uh, getting ready for season two, not only of the podcast, but of course of the Seattle Kraken and Firebird Fridays. We're going to keep firing them up, if you will, because we have an AHL team to christen as well. We'll be starting on the road in Seattle. So hopefully we can have some crossover there live in person as I make my way out to the Pacific Northwest. But that's the show for today. Enjoy your weekend. Hold fast, stay true, let's go Firebirds, and as always, let's go Kraken.